All right, uh, two quick messages before we get started with today's episode. Now, uh, you know, I get a lot of questions from people asking me, you know, the how I create these new episodes of The Rise to the Top where we have a PowerPoint or keynote below and then we have the video on top. So you get the best of both worlds. You can see a presentation and also see video. And how we heck are we doing it? It's with GoToMeeting by my good friends at Citrix Online. Why? Because now they have HD faces so you can actually see people in the meeting that you're with. So, you, you know, whether you're creating an interview or, you know, talking to your virtual assistant or whatever the heck you're doing, let your imagination run wild. Go to meeting by Citrix Online. Here's what you got to do. You want a free trial on me? Head over to gotomeeting.com. Click the try it free button and the promo code rise for 45 day free trial. And also, reminder to get on the Rise VIP list for free. You're going to see a little sign-up form below today's episode on the RiseTop.com, also on the right side as well. You can get surprises, VIP-only content for badass online brand builders like you. You're going to get extra commentary from me, tips and more. You're going to find out about all the cool things first, and there's also all kinds of VIP exclusives and uh, tips and stuff that I've been doing as well. So make sure to sign up for that. That is in the show notes and also on the right side of the RiseTop.com. And now here's today's episode. Okay. And welcome everyone to the Rise to the Top. I'm David Seitman Garland, and I'm excited for this one. He might have a black eye. I'm not really sure, but we're gonna find out about <laughs> that as well. But Brian Kruzberger joining me today. Brian, welcome to the show, man. Great to have you. What happened to the eye, first of all? Uh, so I was actually swimming yesterday, and uh, I ran into a guy in the pool. I, I forgot to tell him that uh, I had jumped in the pool in a circle swimming, so I ran right into him. It's totally my fault. And uh, as you can see, I've got a little shiner. My wife was going to put a little makeup on it and cover it up, but I figured I might as well just show it off. No, we want to keep it real. Uh, That's a battle scar. Uh, we'll try to come up with a little bit of a tougher story later, but we, we appreciate that one. You're coming at us from uh, New York today. The topic that we're going to discuss is how to cold email anyone Nine steps to get any meeting. This is awesome. We met actually at uh, Yannick Silver's underground event um, right. in DC a couple months ago. Uh, tell, tell us though, for people that are just kind of meeting you through the show here, and this is their first time, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of who you are and what you do. I think that'll set the frame before we get into the meat and potatoes here. Sure. So uh, my first job, uh, I started out working for a startup uh, you know, 10 years ago. And I was in sales, and so I always, you know, was asked to, uh, you know, go out and land, you know, a six-figure, seven-figure deal. And uh, I had no clue how to do that. Uh, I knew I wanted to work at startups, and uh, you know, I liked the idea of going on meetings, but I always had to, you know, generate leads, generate sales. And uh, it really it took like seven, seven, eight years for me to really figure it out. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I started off cold calling which I hated and I spent a whole year in essentially interrupting people during their day and bugging them and um, you know once I started getting meetings I started getting better and I realized that you know I always used email and mm -hmm. I would send emails um, you know to executives like McDonald's, Home Depot, Best Buy and uh, I started refining all those emails and uh, after about nine years I figured I sent about 10,000 emails so I, uh, I have a pretty good cold email template um, that hopefully that we're going to share today. Yeah, very cool. And I'm thinking just like a lot of ways that internet marketers, you know, our, our rise nation here of internet marketers and badass entrepreneurs, there, there's so many ways that you could apply cold emailing. I, I mean, I was just thinking of some in my head, you know, whether let's say you have a blog or a show that has guests, right? Great 
Great thing to do, cold email. Uh, maybe you're trying to go after you know sponsorships, big partners, speaking deals, consulting. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the list goes on. Any, any other one? There's so many ways you could apply it. I mean, it was almost endless. But I'm thinking specifically for internet marketers. Um, maybe it's a big JV deal. Um, I, I don't know. That's just some of the things so, off the top yeah, of my so head. For so for internet marketers, uh, could be a JV deal, could be somebody cold emailing you wanting to get on your show and be a guest. Uh, you could have an idea where you know you want to get funding. Um, you know, advertising, which you mentioned, which I spent about five years getting you know big ad ad buys from companies. Uh, I mean, really, it could be anybody. It could mm -hmm. be just somebody you want to partner with. Uh, any kind of idea, any anything. Uh, you know, internet marketers, they're people with ideas, so they're out there and they want to meet people. And right. It's, you know, how to write how to write that email versus bugging them and cold calling them. Right. And I got to tell you, as we hop in, just I'm going to show this real quick, and then we're going to hop literally in, into these these nine steps. Two of the biggest things that have happened to me um, with the show and with the rise to the top and, and professionally were a result of cold emails. Were a result of cold emails. Number one was in uh, 2009. It was a cold email that landed an interview with the millionaire matchmaker, Patty Stanger, which is one of my biggest interviews of all time that really put me on the map back in that day, focused on entrepreneurship and sort of personal branding back in the day. And, and number two, um, believe it or not, this will shock the crap out of a lot of people, uh, is that the biggest sponsor of the Rise Up, our main sponsor, Citrix Online, go to meeting, go to webinar, uh, go to my PC, my peeps, uh, that was a cold email. A couple of years ago, right. believe it or not, that was a cold email uh, that that resulted in that, and, and and I know that sounds unbelievable, probably not to you, but but to other people. But both of those huge things came, and those are just two of many examples from cold emails. So this stuff so, works. So what do you think the uh, the key was to those emails, uh, other than the fact that you actually sent an email and made the effort? Um, you know, the Patty one, I think the key was establishing a common rapport out of nowhere. And okay. what I used with that was, you'll laugh at this one, uh, is that we were both, we're both Jewish, I knew that, and I figured I could use that as a bond, right? Because right. my, 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 uh, my wife, or fiance at the time, said to me, you know, just use the Jewish, you know, it, it's good for rapport, <laughs> she's an older Jewish woman, she'll love you, you know, don't, don't tell her that. So, so I, you know, I, I basically was she, saying... She knows now. Right, she knows now. So, you know, I basically emailed and, you know, and said, you know, I would love to get the interview in before Rosh Hashanah, uh, you know, things right. like that, just, just <laughs> like, it was just so blatant. Uh, but I think the rapport helped there. Um, right. With, with Citrix, um, I think a big reason was I wasn't, I, I didn't hard sell anything, you know, and I think that was one of the things that I've learned. Um, there wasn't yep. like trying to close the deal on the email, you know, per se. Right. It was trying to open a conversation, not close the deal. So right. what I said there, you know, was basically like, listen, here's my show. Um, here's what we have going on. I think it's a fit for who you're looking to reach. It might be, it might not be. I don't know. Right. But is this worth a conversation to see if this makes sense, you know? Right. And, uh, and that led to a conversation. So, and then it made sense. So it, was, it wasn't about, um, you know, I feel like if I would have said, here's our, you know, the typical, like, here's our media kit and here's what you can buy and here's all this stuff, I feel like you would have never gotten a response. But the goal was uh, different. It was just to start a conversation and not be that pushy salesman. So that, that would be kind of my, my two things that I think work pretty well. I, I think uh, you know what you're talking about on the ladder uh, as far as not being a pushy salesman is, is right on because 
the whole key to the email, uh, or if you were to cold call them, is not to sell them. Right. Uh, and, and you have to be really clear on the outcome that you want up front. And, and that's kind of what we're going to go through today as far as you know, what you're actually going to put down in, on the paper on the computer. And um, you know, many times you kind of just do the opposite of what you think you should be doing in the case. But it, it's, what we're going to do is it's going to be really natural. And it's, going, it's really natural cool. to the person who receives the email too. Cool. So I'll let you hop into it here as we as we get going, okay. and I just want to share my shining moment there, uh, just to help help people prove again that this this stuff does work. So I, uh, let's uh, let's hop into it, and I'll I'll be here to I'm sure ask some questions and be annoying and interrupt. So it'll be sure. good. So uh, so my scenario, you know, I was working in a startup. I was in business development, and we didn't have any marketing. Uh, we didn't have search. We weren't doing PR. And it was essentially, you know, the business development guys who had to go out and just, hey, you know, here's an email account, here's a computer and a business card and a phone, you know, go make it happen. And you know, we had a lot of things uh, against us because I was in my 20s. Uh, I didn't know the executives. I didn't know the, you know, chief marketing officers, CEOs, these Fortune 500 companies. And it's like, how on earth, you know, how the hell do you do that? And uh, and I hated cold calling. I had spent over a year cold calling, essentially interrupting the guy's day. Yeah. He's busy. It so. sucks. It sucks. We've yeah, all, the, we've all I mean, done last, it at some point. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I don't, I don't even check my voicemails from my friends and family, <laughs> let alone <you> know, <laughs> some telemarketer and inside right. sales. Uh, so you know, I wanted to find a way that was easy and people could quickly respond and, uh, and I could also you know, find, if, find out if I was talking to the right person because that's one of the major things you're up against when you're trying to cold call into you know, a big company. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give you a sample. So this is actually an email uh, that landed me a million dollar deal, ended up being a million dollar deal wow. with McDonald's. Um, and what we're going to do you know, as we go through this is I'm going to break down the nine steps of this email okay. uh, because cool. it, it, it's a template that uh, you know, your listeners, the audience can use. Um, and so let's just let's just go through this. Yeah, let's let's do it. Perfect. All right. So the uh, the the first step is the subject line because most likely, at least for me, I was working at a startup. They didn't know my name. They didn't know my company. And the subject line was the only chance I had for them to actually open up uh, okay. the email. Uh, I always write uh, appropriate person. I've tested. Interesting. You know, like I said. Huh. I have tested about 10,000 different emails that I've specifically sent out, not like to a list of, you know, a thousand that I've sent 10 emails, but to individual emails sent to executives and appropriate person I found was just uh, a great response rate. Really? And, so, so, um, you're, you're, so you're saying like, you know how like sometimes you put things in quotes and it's like appropriate person, that means you actually fill in the person's name, but you're saying actually to put appropriate person as the subject line here. For the big right. company, okay. Right. So even if I know who the appropriate person, or the right person is, you know, I, I I've tried, you know, right person. I've tried correct person. I found that appropriate person, it, it sounds uh, businesslike, and it, this is essentially what I want to know: uh, is you know, am I writing to the correct person? So, uh, and, and, and and I'll tell you tell you what, this email gets about a ninety percent response rate for the meeting. Okay. Interesting. Wow. I would have never thought that, but that's why we're learning. Yeah, really. 
so the second step is this is your first sentence. Uh, my intro for every one of these emails for this cold email template is uh, I'm writing in hopes of talking to the appropriate person who handles and then you know the, the next words blank it's depending on what you're looking for or who you're trying to target um, if if I was writing you right and I wanted to be on your show I would write something I'm writing in hopes of talking to the appropriate person who handles scheduling um, guests for the rise to the top or something like that right yeah, the scheduling gas or well see that's really specific. Oh, too specific. Um, okay. Okay. So, you know, I, I could say something like uh, you know, who handles, you know, new gas or 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 something else because I want I want you to have to think a little bit about, you know, what is this guy, who's he trying to reach or who's he trying to talk to? Um, you know, in your case it's it's a smaller company than say McDonald's. But um, you you want to be vague. I don't want to say you know the appropriate person who handles you know buying media because I, I'd rather say something like marketing instead of buying media. Got it. So so if someone was to go after let's say a, let's say someone had a web show, um, you know, which I know a lot of our community does, and they're trying to go after a sponsor or something like that. Mm -hmm. You're saying that may, is sponsorships in this case too specific? Would it be more you know? Um, that, that's pretty specific, but would you say more on the marketing side or something like that? I, I would just say marketing. Okay. You know, or even, uh, yeah, just marketing. And, you know, and, and what happens is if you're trying to say, we'll use McDonald's as an example, there's about 500 people at McDonald's who handle marketing. So they have to read on. And, and that's, that's the whole purpose, right? It goes from subject line, first sentence is where we're at, we want to be really clear and upfront about why we're writing, you know, what the purpose of, of the email is about, because the reality is the executive is going to be reading this on his Blackberry or his right. iPhone. Right. Got it. That makes sense. Uh, so we just want him to read the second sentence. And, and this is a trick that I learned years ago, and it works amazing. Uh, essentially what we do is we write to four different people at the company. So okay. even if I know... Even if I know who the right person is to talk to, uh, I want to write to that person. I want to write to their boss and their boss's boss, and maybe one other person. I like that um, bonus person. <laughs> that a bonus person. <laughs> bonus round here on the prices, right? Right, right. So uh, you know, so the second sentence in that pursuit, I also wrote to you know uh, Michael Smith, Carolyn Wolf, and Jeff Summers. I've tested five people. I've tested six people because. You know, many times you'll find that uh, you know one or two of the people have left the company. Right. You have old informational contacts, and uh, you want to you know keep it broad but not too broad, and you want to apply some like social pressure. And, and so you do this, and, and you don't copy those people in, correct? Correct. So instead uh, so of doing that, because that was something that. I think a lot of people do is they'll copy everyone and their mother in, right? Like that, you know, at right. the company. So you're saying instead, what I'm what I'm seeing right here is that uh, let's say that people are Joe and then this Michael Smith, Caroline, and Jeff. You're saying you would write this right. to Joe and then have the other three names. Then you would write it to Michael and have the other three names. You would write right. it to Caroline, and have the other three names. And so it's all it's basically it's four different emails. But same thing, and, and as you said, everything is the same with the exception of uh, just changing the names out. Right. Okay. And I've I've been really aggressive. Uh, Metro PCS is a company that I was trying to do deal with, you know, three years ago, 
and I had like 30 email addresses. So uh, I ended up getting an email back from the guy because I, I wrote to everybody. Yeah. And <laughs> I ended up uh, getting an email back and he's like, you know, please stop carpet bombing all of our employees. You know, I'm the appropriate person to talk to. Uh, At least you figured it up, out. Yeah, it, I, I figured it out, but it, I pushed it too hard. Right. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the one extreme. Um, so you know, I don't recommend doing that. Uh, and and you want to what you want to do is you want to apply the internal pressures uh, at these corporations because people are really good at delegating, right? So if you're the CEO and you get an email and it's about marketing, you're like, okay, yeah, the the VP of marketing, that's the right guy. Uh, and so they're they're really good at delegating because they're not going to take it on. And there's all kinds of you know people trying to cover their ass, and that's half of their job is to make sure that they they look good in front of their boss. Mm -hmm. and, and this is great to learn because I think a lot, you know, a, a lot of our community, a lot of Rise Nation, there's a mix, right? There's people that have worked in a corporate environment and so they right. get this, right? And then there's people right. that haven't at all, right? Like I, I'm one of those people that haven't at all, for example, and there's, there's a lot that fall into that category. So it's good to know that that sounded kind of obvious, but it's really not. Do you know what I mean? Of saying, oh, God, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course, the CEO is not going to work. He's just going to be like, oh, Margaret handles marketing. She's the VP. So that's right. good. Okay, got it. And, and what normally happens is you'll write to somebody that you know, right? They're like they're a neighbor and you're talking to them and, you know, they're in a totally different department and they're afraid to even refer you to, you know, the right person to talk to, even if they know who the right person is. Mm -hmm. So in this, this way, you have the person you know, at a much higher level um, doing the referral. And later on in the process, when you actually get the partnership, it's, you know, it's the executive's idea, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, that helps you, like, right at the end when you're actually negotiating the deal that, it, you know, it was the CEO or it was the, you know, whomever. And, and I use this for, you know, the CEO of Home Depot. I use this for Best Buy. Best Buy is a good example. I wrote them. Typically, I would write... An email, and they're like, you know, hey, stop, stop writing us, right? <laughs> and uh, so for Best Buy, they they wrote me this email back. I, I included four people, and you know, Brian, thanks so much for writing us. Uh, you know, once a week we have a team meeting. We'd like you to join the meeting to present, you know, what you do because we see it can apply to many different aspects of Best Buy. And you know, it ended up being a six-figure deal, and it's just you know a great way to start partnering and start doing business with the company. Very cool. And I want to ask before we go on to the next step here, because I know we're going to go step by step there. This isn't something sure. that necessarily we're going to massively cover today, but I have to ask this anyway. When big companies, sometimes it, it, it it's uh, a challenge to even discover the four email addresses or, f or figure that out. Right. I mean, do you have any, I know, I know this is an exact topic, but I have to ask that anyway, because it's just on the tip of my mind of like, is there any quick tips that you could give on, um, on, on discovering people's email addresses and, and exactly who to email at all? Yeah, so, so I've actually been working on that because it's, it's a question that I get very often. Right. Uh, so the great thing about big companies is that they, they, you know, with the exception of a couple that I know of, uh, they have a pretty easy format to follow, mm -hmm. right? So it's typically, you know, first name dot last name at, you know, companyemail.com or first name underscore. So there's about nine different variations, you know, first initial, last name. Uh, what I found is uh, if you use jigsaw.com, hmm. and jigsaw.com, there's, there's a paid site. Are you familiar with it? With uh, a website? little bit. I, it's all about contacts. I know that, right? 
Yeah, so it's all about contacts. Uh, you can find the people's names and uh, really easily. So if you're trying to find the marketing the, um, or whoever at a company, uh, it's really easy. And then also, um, so you, you can also do what I call an at search. Mm -hmm. So an at search is you go to Google and you'll say like, at McDonald's.com. Oh yeah, and you can find uh, you know the email alias or the email format, and I'd say nine times out of ten, the email format's the same across you know all the different uh, employees of that company. Yeah, I've done that before. Like where I go to a site too. Like let's say I go to a site and I can't find anyone's email on there. You know, I usually just click around on the site, like find like support or find right. something like that, and you'll you get you'll get the template. You know, right. so like you'll get, you know, it's support at, you know, company XYZ dot com or whatever it might be. And then you can at least right. get some idea which, which, you know, of where to go. Yeah. So like if you're trying to reach, say, you know, Mike Smith at McDonald's uh, and, you know, it's at McDonald's dot com, type in Mike and then Smith and then at McDonald's and just see if something pops up on Google. Okay. Interesting. That's, um, that's, that's super valuable. <laughs> You know, another another tip, uh, go to Google News and type in, say, McDonald's, uh, and you'll get a bunch of, you know, news about McDonald's, but then in the lower left-hand corner, there's a section called Archive where you can actually, say, look in the last 18 months, and you can put something like, um, you know, marketing, McDonald's, and see what comes up, and at the bottom of the press release, uh, the PR companies, they're always really good at... Um, they they always really good at making themselves available to you know other uh, you know media outlets. So there will always be at the bottom you know the, the actual email address and email alias of the PR person. And if they're at the company, you have the email format right there. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, Back at so, it. Okay. We're up. We're up to the second sentence. Uh, so this sentence. Uh, this is what you want them to do. Uh, so, you know, we, we covered, you know, that you're trying to reach the appropriate person, you wrote to a bunch of other people at the company. Uh, if it makes sense to talk, how does your calendar look? Uh, I have tested dozens of variations of this, right. and wh what I've found is that, you know, like you were saying in your examples, that you want to know, um, you want them to feel like they're in control, because right. really they are in control. And it may not make sense for them to talk to you. It may be somebody else at the company. And uh, what we want to do is I use the word calendar because I found that, you know, if you ask somebody how their schedule looks, you know, your schedule is busy. Busy. Uh, <laughs> Always. 100%. <laughs> you know, yeah. right. And, but, it, but if you uh, if you talk about calendar, you're also implying more than a week out, right? Because you think in terms of months. So if you're asking an executive, they, they could say, like, you know, I can meet you in two months, and you'll take the meeting because you know it's somebody important. But uh, if you ask how their schedule is, um, it's just a little bit short-sighted and a little bit narrow-minded. Assuming you know you can meet with them next Tuesday or or whatever you may be trying to push. Mm -hmm. uh, I also don't like writing something like um, you know how does your calendar look next Tuesday at 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. Right, you know, it's a little, to too aggra a little too aggressive there. Yeah, too too aggressive. You, you want them to really invite you to the office and invite you to meet with them, or or for them to say, yeah, hey, you know what you're writing is interesting, 
you know, let's let's talk further about that. Yeah, and, and let's say, have you ever ended up in this case? So you put this in each one, and then you send it to the four people, and all four people want to meet, or three people, or two people? Or is, there, is, that, is that ever an issue, or is it like somehow it weeds itself out to the appropriate person? What, what happens is they have a conversation behind the scenes, and then they get back to you. Okay. So, you know, because... You know, because one they because they know that you wrote to the other people, and you know that they 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 know that they wrote you wrote to their boss. Um, the guy below them will say, "Hey, you know, what do you think about that?" Or the guy above them will say, "You know, hey, have you responded to you know that email? What do you think? Or what do you find out?" Um, or you know, sometimes uh, I, I find that sixty percent of the time people respond after the first email. And uh, 30% of the time, they'll respond after your second email. And we'll, we'll kind of go through like okay. one of the different scenarios, what cool. people do. Cool. Uh, but I've also had many, many times you'll find that uh, people will refer different people at the organization for you to meet with, which mm -hmm. is great because now you have a couple different meetings with different people inside these, these giant companies, which can really lead to different kinds of partnerships. Very cool. Okay, so, so what we covered was the first paragraph. Uh, now this is the second paragraph. Okay. And this, this is what, you know, you probably heard of this, the 30-second elevator pitch. Um, this is where you talk to them in, in the terms of what you've done for other people like them. Right? So if, if I'm writing Burger King, I would write to them about, you know, what I've done for other types of clients like McDonald's or Home Depot or anybody who's semi-relevant yep. to them. Uh, and you know, in this email, you don't want to get like too nitty-gritty and tell them how you do it. You want to talk in terms of like, uh, you know, that you help increase you know, revenue or decrease costs. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody can say no to, you know, you help people increase revenue or find customers or you know, whatever it may be. Uh, if you say, I do PR, and you know we have a retainer, and it costs ten thousand dollars a month, and you know we're the best thing ever. And here's you know a, a link to an article about our company. They could look at that and say, yeah, not interested. We already have a PR company, or you know whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you know you have to answer. I think I have like five or six different questions here. You know what you can do for them. How does it work? You know based on what you have. Um, you know what pain are you going to solve in their day? And, um, and you also have to understand that there's this distinction between what you can do for the company and what you can do for the person, right? So yeah, companies big difference, big difference, right? Right. So, so, you, so there's somebody who writes to you, you know, rise to the top, what they can do for rise to the top. It's totally different um, you know, versus what they can do for David. Right, right. right. Um, you know, because... It's many times what you're up against, especially with some of these companies, is it's not budget or dollars, it's actually time. Mm -hmm. So you're asking this guy to like vet a whole new idea or new process or new product and um, you know, he just doesn't have the time because he wants to go home and hang out with his wife and kids and you know, do something other than work. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just, it's an important, it's important thing to think about as you're, um, you know, as you're writing this email. Very cool, and you know, uh, it, it, yeah, and, and I, I see here that you make a good point that if you can't answer the questions, you aren't ready to meet with them, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it, listen, I, I'm a big believer of, um, you know, being 80% done and just doing it, so it doesn't have to be perfect, 
but you need to think about you know what you can do for for the person that you're writing about and and sp and we spend the time up front and that's why we get the the responses later on because we do the work up front versus just sending you know whatever whatever um, comes to mind at, at the time right and i think a cool exercise to do at this point right here for everyone that's watching and listening and i know i'm doing this is that when you get these questions go through a real scenario-ish in your head. You know, like, so for example, like what I might do is I say, okay, who am I, what would be a big company that I would, that, you know, not necessarily the actual company, but types of company. Okay, well, sponsorship, right? Like for the show. Right. So I might say, okay, well, what can I do for them? I can help them reach a, you know, passionate community of internet marketers, okay? Right. Well, how does that, uh, how, how does what you have work? You know, it, it works, you know, via the show. I could explain a little bit by, by the show very briefly, right? Sure. How, how does it work? Um, and then, you know, the pain that I solve for the person is, you know, you're probably spending a crap load of time trying to figure out, you know, which sites to, you know, to market on and advertise and do whatever. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help solve that pain of bringing it all in one place. If you've been trying to reach internet marketers here, there, wherever, you know, we're bringing you right. together. I don't know. That's just something I just thought of. Might not be the greatest one, but just think through this anyway. So, you know, so sponsorships are, there's, you know, millions of websites that they can advertise on, right? right? So the question is, why your website? Right. So, right. So, so one would be not only the audience, but also the simplicity of the sponsorship and not requiring a lot of babysitting or having to write a lot of right. ad copy or something like that. There's a lot of things that, you know, basically that it's turnkey for them that they don't need someone that they need to babysit like a lot of other things and it's going to get done right. So that's, that's one, one issue. Possibly. And, and, and your audience is really targeted. Right. Right. So they, they have needs specific to, you know, the product that, you know, would potentially sponsor. So, you know, like Google, you know, somebody's, if somebody's lo looking for uh, the product that you have, it's really targeted. And, and you also have scale or mass, right? So if you have right. more than 500 people in an audience, um, you know, they're looking to reach thousands of people. And because it, they, they can't work with every every website out there that has you know an audience of a thousand. Yeah, of six um, people or whatever. You're right, and then you talk about the you know the, the, of course what you've helped solve other clients. You have examples from Citrix, examples from HubSpot, examples from Wistia. You know a lot of our sponsors, and then uh, exactly their results, and and that's where you're off to the races. It seems. So I, right. I, and so I just said that just because I, I want people, I want you guys to be thinking to yourselves, okay, how can I apply these questions to something that I want to go after? And, you know, it's a good way to do that. And, and, you have, and you have to tailor your elevator pitch to the person that you're writing to. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't just copy and paste the same elevator, elevator pitch. You, you know, you, you look at the company that you're targeting and say, okay, what is it that this guy cares about? And, and I honestly, like, will close my eyes. And think, okay, this executive, what has he got going on in his day, and what's he trying to do? And and I don't write about me, and you know all the great things about working with me. I, I write about, I write in terms of what he's going to care about, or what I think mm. he's going to care about. Mm -hmm. Makes um, sense. You know, on a human level, and then also on a company level or initiative level. And and you you touched upon this. You know, this is the the sixth step. This is the the last sentence of the second paragraph. Um, this is why you won't get him fired or waste his time. Uh, some clients include company, you know, some clients include McDonald's, Burger King, and Pepsi. Um, if you, whatever credibility you have, you want to include this at the end because this is also what they remember. And I've seen, I've seen emails come back to me and 
many many times the only reason that they they started to work, they wanted to take the meeting is because they knew I was working with their competitor, right. or they knew I was working with um, you know another big company in the space, and they wanted to find out you know what what you're doing with them. Right. Okay. Cool. So now, what if just playing devil's advocate here? Let's say someone's relatively new. You sure. know, is there other things that they can include here that might be some kind of social proof that isn't necessarily like, like, you know, everyone starts at some point and, and we could get into a whole argument that maybe you shouldn't be emailing people at this point until you build it up a little bit, but it's sort of like a chicken or egg thing. If, if you're relatively right. early on um, with client base, is there anything you could put there? I, I think uh, if, if what you have isn't going to be presented well, you know, as far as like a, a credible client, don't include it, right? If they've never heard of the company, um, you could you know, use past accomplishments of other companies you've worked at. You could use, you know, any types of accomplishments you have, you know, in business or uh, internships or whatever it may be. Or some clients, you know, that I've worked with include, uh, you know, maybe maybe it wasn't necessarily, you know, for the company you worked at, but you know, some other co company that you worked for, um, you know, you can include that. Uh, or, or just any accomplishments. Cool. So, like, if if you're trying to get, like, say, uh, a partnership deal, you know, for informational marketing, uh, like a JV deal, mm -hmm. you know, some of the other JVs that you've worked yeah, with. Yeah, some other people, right? All right, cool. You know, a, a, anything that's anything that you would want to include on your uh, on your resume. Got it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, so now, uh, so now we're on the third paragraph, and and the whole email is no more than twelve sentences. Mm -hmm. Uh, because frankly, people aren't going to read some long, drawn no. out. You know, you get war and uh, peace; it gets deleted. Like I actually get in, yeah. have an anxiety attack when that happens because I get it. You know, I call it war and peace emails, right? <laughs> so, like yeah. when I when I get it, you know, and I get these a lot. God bless their hearts, you know. And I'm, I'm they're great people. If I had them over to dinner with my mother, I'm sure they'd be very nice. But there's that idea that um, pe everyone is busy, you know, and right. and the and the and and the more that you can get to the point. You know, it, I just, and you know, there's that feeling, and you know this, Brian, when you open it, and now imagine an executive at a big company or whatever it might be. I mean, if you see when you open it, you're like, oh, oh, God. Like, it's just, but if you get it where it's a manageable length, you're okay, I'll read that through. Right. I mean, there's a big right. difference between this and this. <laughs> right. And, and this, this whole email format and technique is is based on that it's based on the guy's gonna take you know take the email he's he's at home or he's doing whatever he's you know in a cab driving around he looks at it and it's like can I get rid of this mm -hmm. can I get this off of my desk and and we're we're using that to our advantage because people are busy and we want to and this is you know this is um, you know the call to action and we want to repeat it because you know we want them to know exactly what we want from them. You know, if it makes sense to talk, what does your calendar look like? Ah, again. And so you say the same thing again, basically. It, the the exact same thing. So we say it in the beginning, you know, and we also say it at the end. It's it's very much like direct mail uh, in that way, you know, because it works. Mm -hmm. um, and and here's where we. This is what I call the dish. Here's where we give them the opportunity. Pass the ball. To get Pass the ball. <laughs> <laughs> right? Here Give me the rock. <laughs> uh, so, and, and this is what happens, you know. If not, who is the appropriate, appropriate person to speak with? Uh, it's a little assumptive because, you know, what essentially what I'm saying is, you know, if you're the appropriate person, how does your calendar look? 
If not, who's the appropriate person for me to you know talk to, speak with, you know whatever you want to um, want to use? And this is where they'll say, you know, they'll respond back and say, Mike Smith is the right guy, mm-hmm. right? And many times that's all you get, and that is all the in you need to get that first meeting, right? And right, because and then you could go on and matter. say, hey, you know. Joe, CEO, said, you know, to talk to you, it becomes very easy at that point. Yeah, it does. And in that case, when you get a referral, and I'd say, so 60% of the people respond in the first email, I'd say half of them are a referral, half of them are, you know, yeah, I'm the right guy to talk to. Um, what you do if you get the referral is, all you all you do is you forward the email response because many times they won't even CC that person, um, and you'll say you know you know you essentially hit reply and you'll say something like you know Mike Smith thought um, it would you know he thought that you were the right person to talk to if so how does your calendar yeah, I knew it was coming I knew the calendar yeah. was coming all right cool yeah cool and, cool and, and but it, but again you don't want to assume that the guy has to take the meeting um, or you know say something like you know Mike Smith thought that you know that you had to take my meeting because they'll get a little defensive and say something like oh yeah I, you know I don't really think it's worth my time um, cool. so you want to just keep it really the language really soft cool 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 uh, and this is a step that I didn't think that I needed to include but I found us you know I've taught a couple hundred people this that I do and this is your signature okay uh, you want to make sure that you know. Thanks, Brian Kruzberger, founder, BreakthroughEmail.com. Um, you know your address, the best number. To, you know you want to be credible. You want it to look like your your uh, your business card. And you know if you're uh, some guy in in, in a uh, your home apartment, say that say that you're C- the CEO. Say that you're the president. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and you know, and that's a lot of us, right? Like a lot of us totally. are solopreneurs, um, and I totally. put that in. There's not a huge team. I'm not saying there's no team, but I'm saying a lot of us are the man and the woman. We are the man and the woman behind that team. They're, you know, for right. for delegating, it's often to a virtual assistant or a cat. So, uh, you know, right. one of the, one of the other. But that's good to know. I mean, again, but you don't necessarily need to. I mean, you still can give this professional. Image at the, which is important when reaching these big companies. I, I get it. Yeah, and um, another couple hints or tips of advice: don't send more information. Uh, I don't like to include PDF links or some to websites. Crap. Right. Uh, I don't like to you know attach documents because what's going to happen is they're going to take that you know call to action and they're going to go check out your website or they're going to go look at this document. And if it doesn't fit exactly what they care about, they're not going to meet with you. Um, so you, have so to just, spend... you have to be just vague enough and not too much, totally. but not too little. It's it's definitely a a uh, you know three bears type thing here. So it's 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 perfect trying to find you know too hot, too cold. You know. Yeah, because if it you know if if you if you hit hit it right on the head, you know, great. But most likely, you, you don't know what they care about. You know, and what you think that they care about, they're not going to care about. Cool. Uh, because you know, I've actually I go on the meetings, and what I assume going in is totally wrong. And but you know, this is a, a format that you know can work to your advantage. Um, so what typically happens after this point, sixty percent of the people will respond the first email. Uh, Thirty or forty percent of the people haven't responded. Right. So you send your four emails. 
nobody responds, you're totally dejected, think, you know, hey, this guy, this, this system doesn't work, uh, this is BS. Uh, what you have to do is you, you essentially reply to the original email and say something to the effect of, you know, I'm writing to follow up on, you know, my original email. I never heard back from anybody. Um, you know, if you're the appropriate person, how does your calendar look? If not, who should I talk to? Cool. And what happens here is that the CEO, the top guy on your list, will delegate it down to, you know, one of the other people on the list. And, you know, and then you just hit reply. You know, Mike thought it would make sense for us to talk. If so, how does your calendar look? All right, awesome. And, you know, it, this system works, so... I'm excited to to hear how uh, you know how the audience. Right. I know my ideas are spinning, and if I, if my ideas are spinning, everyone's are spinning. This is this is some, <laughs> this is some uh, fantastic stuff. Yeah. So uh, th this this next slide, this is uh, just a little bonus for cool. the audience. Okay. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it before. Uh, say you're in the meeting. Say you're talking about numbers. Nobody wants to talk about budget. I know I didn't when I first started out, and uh, you know you want to find out if they can actually pay for whatever it is you have. So what I do is I, I call this the bucket technique. Okay. And um, I take something, say I'm selling something that's, you know, twenty-five, fifty thousand dollars. Right. Um, I want and and they, you know, they don't want to say what their budget is. Uh, so what I would do is I would say, uh, you know, I'd say, you know, what's your budget for this project and this, oh, you know, we don't really have a budget. And uh, you know, what what do people typically spend? Uh, so what I would say is I, I always shoot up, you know, similar to the CEO, you always go larger and then work your, work your way down. Mm -hmm. And I'd say something to the effect of, you know, well, typically clients fit into one of three buckets, um, you know, 50,000, 150,000, 250,000, you know, do, we, do any of those numbers speak to you? And if you're doing it right, you'll totally offend them by that largest number. Because you know their budget's only thirty thousand. So it should so, uh, so that that large number should be pretty pretty big. Five to ten times what you know what the real budget would be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I see it. I got <laughs> I you. Mean, you you want to get a reaction out of them because if you don't have a reaction. You don't know what you're up against, and you could be pitching some hundred fifty thousand dollar idea, and they really. Uh, they're using you for free consulting, which many times will happen. Which sucks. You know, they're really they're really excited about you know uh, finding everything that you can do for them, and they'll just go off and do it themselves or create mm -hmm. it themselves uh, because you know you're an expert in whatever it is you do. Um, so you know they come back and say, oh well, you know we're only budgeting 125,000, and and you thought they would only budget you know 40, 45,000, and you know in that one step you you have a uh, a budget that's three times larger, and you know, and and you know, kind of their ceiling or where they're at. Right, because the, I get I, I, that totally makes sense. Because it, you you'd be shocked sometimes as to the numbers that people come back with. You know, yeah. I, I am. So I know I, I know times I've said to people because think about that. If you, if I if I'm selling you something, Brian, and I say that whatever it is, that'll be ten thousand dollars. Okay, right. a certain percentage of people are gonna vomit and be like, ten thousand? Are you out of your effing mind? Ten thousand right. dollars? That's ridiculous." A certain percentage, like, "Oh, okay." And then there's a certain percent percentage of people that are like, "That is insanely cheap. That is a hell of a deal." You know? Right. And it's the same thing. And so, and so, you know, the idea here that you don't really know that reaction um, until you see it, because you might have someone that then says, 
yeah, you know, about 200K, you know, sort of rat. You're like, holy shit, that is right. nice, you know? Uh, and the, the other thing is, you know, these larger companies, these larger deals, if you can get in, you know, and this system will, will teach you, you know, how to get in, the budgets are going to be bigger, you know? They're yeah. going to be three, four, or five times, and the clients are going to be easier to work with um, because they, they don't have the same pressures that, you know, a, a small company does. Yeah, totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. that. Thank you for that bonus tip, by the way, my man. And, yeah. and you actually just mentioned that because uh, it's a great segue as we wrap up here, Brian. And um, uh, first of all, stuff super, super interesting. Thank you so much for your valuable info. And you mentioned that there's going to be people, there's more that people can learn about this. Right. Um, this was, we, we just, I mean, this is plenty where people can go off and freaking go dominate the world. But there, there's, um, there's other stuff. Uh, and we want to send them to a site. I, I want to make sure we, we let them know what it is and what also they're going to find there uh, to kind of take the next step. Right. So, uh, you know, any, anybody who wants more of this type of information, you can go to breakthroughemail.com. Uh, I have a, a free video training course where, you know, I talk to entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, informational marketers, and, and they can get, you know, this type of information, how to write the email. Um, you know what large companies can do, how to find the email address, and then also you know what do you do when you get the first meeting, uh, and and how what do you say, right? Because I'm not interested in like the theory. I, I want to know like okay, what are the words I use, and what's the easiest easiest way I can go out and and land that partnership? Because I'm not a salesperson, and you know I don't I don't see myself like that. And I just give me the the game plan. All right, follow. cool. So you can get that free video course. Um, video training and it's at breakthroughemail.com breakthroughemail.com yep. I'm going to link that up uh, below in the show notes too just in case you forgot and you're like on the treadmill right now and you're going to fall off of it or whatever you're doing driving don't crash um, so breakthroughemail.com and then Brian you also uh, put up here on the screen your email address uh, what people, yep. people can reach out and uh, send them send weird photos yeah, of themselves so, or what yeah send, <laughs> send your photos do you know, of, <laughs> of your do kids that. Uh, no, but if anybody has any questions specific, you know, I want to hear what you guys uh, or any problems with it, or or even, hey, I got this response when I sent my email. Uh, I'm happy to help. So just email me. This is my personal, you know, my bat phone email address. So uh, you know, I'm I'm here to help. Nice. Keep it brief. Okay, so, all right, well, Brian, I want to thank you, man. This has been just super interesting. I know I, I picked up like 200 things I can use right away, and I know a lot of people are as well. Um, good luck with everything. I know people are going to be checking out BreakthroughEmail.com, and, and thanks for coming on, man. This was awesome. Yeah, that's great. Th thanks for having me. All right, this was Brian Crisborough on the ride. That was, that was awesome, don't you think? Um, all that stuff is linked up below. I'm David Seidman Garland. I will see you next time, and remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. And one more super quick reminder, if you want to jump on that free trial of GoToMeeting, head over to GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button under the promo code RISE for 45 days free. And one final reminder, make sure to get your butt on the RISE VIP list if you aren't already. Subscribe and your email below.